Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. I've been really, really feeling it. About to bust a move or a show. Let me get it. If you really Welcome back to Expert Ownership. David here with my evil twin brother, Jason, and we've got Eric Beck with us. It's always exciting to have Eric with us. Today, we're going to be talking about mastering conflict. Now, you're probably unlike us. You've never had conflict. Your kids are perfect. Your marriage is amazing. <laughs> it's course. like portraying this Season. life. You portray this life on Instagram that doesn't really exist. Isn't yeah. that what we see? I mean, mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> it's like, is everybody perfect on Instagram? The curated happiness. You know, it's funny because Tori and I do marriage stuff and on Beauty and Battle, and we always tell husbands and wives that when conflict takes place, two things manifest the issue itself and the ability of the person to handle the issue. Ooh. If number two is good, number one, it doesn't matter what it is. It'll always work so out. So what we're going to wow. talk about today is number two. Like, what can we do practically in the marketplace to be the kind of person that can handle and manage conflict? And, you know, talking about conflict, it's amazing because CHM is the one that supports this podcast and expert ownership because Christian Healthcare Ministries helps us with one of the most difficult conflicts in life, which is medical disasters or medical <laughs> issues. And, and, and not only the fact that they have helped our family through multiple pregnancies, multiple surgeries, multiple traumatic situations medically, but they have also helped us in our business because we pay literally half. We save at a minimum half of what most people are paying for traditional insurance. And this is medical sharing. It's an amazing company. We have been with them for quite some time, almost 20 years now. Expertownership.com slash CHM. If you're an entrepreneur, this is something valuable. They've got group plans for your company, all sorts of crazy stuff, and it's really good. David and yeah. I got all of our employees. We told them this is this is the plan you need to get. This on. is how we do it, and every we we don't have any complaints. So yeah, it's been a God's it's been, been a good. true blessing. ExpertOwnership.com slash CHM Christian Healthcare Ministries. Now, they are fans. Can I start off with the type of conflict that David and I would experience? Our dad every year around Christmas would bring us to Toys R Us. You and have, he, would, he would let us buy gifts for each other. You've told this story so many times. Yeah, but I just want him to hear the type of conflict that you experienced. And so David and I would always buy each other Sugar Ray Leonard boxing, boxing gloves, and then we would go out and wrap them up in a box. And on Christmas, I'd give a present to David. He'd give a present to me. It's like we're opening it, looking at each other like, oh, yeah. It's on. It's on. It's about to happen. <laughs> and when we were 14, David got mad at me, tried to throw an overhand right. I, fighting southpaw, threw a stiff right jab <clears throat> to the top of the chin, and bam, down he went. It, it was, was amazing. It was David experienced little... that type of conflict. Okay. Let's get it. Uh, up. Eric, there are levels of conflict. <laughs> I want you, as our Yoda, take us away. Oh, man. There are, well, really three levels. The first thing is that we got to identify what kind of problem we're dealing with. So I call that discovery mode. Okay. The second level is really starting to solve the problem. Mm. Okay. I know what it is now and now it's time to take action. So that's action mode. But the real awesomeness is in that third level. And the third level is really discerning the design. 
This oh. is the faith mode mm. where I'm like, what was this problem designed to do? Oh, okay. Mm. How was yeah. it designed to equip me or build me? Because we know Romans eight twenty eight is the scripture and at expert ownership, that's, that's expert ownership is ultimately owning your faith. That's right. And we own that the scripture is true. Yeah. And Romans eight twenty eight says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So God works mm-hmm. his purposes in our lives, even through conflict. Happening for us, not happening to us. Yeah. Mm. Just get out of that victim mentality. All right. Yeah. So start us at level one. Well, level one is we got to identify the problem. So something's going on and we know something's not right. Let's say in a business situation, really, we got three sources that a problem comes from. One is conceptual. The problem here is that the person does not understand. So there's some kind of a breakdown in understanding of, about the situation. Uh, it could also be executional. They understand, but they can't do it. Uh, mm-hmm. The machine is broken or there's some kind of a technical problem. Okay. The third part of this is relational. That they understand it mm-hmm. and they can do it. They don't want to. So I like to use that. Uh, you know, you guys talk about mowing yards. I mowed yards as well. And, and also I just had pride in that weed eater moment oh, you were sharing yeah. about just a straight line. There's something like about a straight line. Of course. And, and you know, you got to make the grass straight, even if the concrete isn't. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know oh, that? Yeah. You know, yeah, okay. yeah. No, we've been there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so let's think about that. You ask somebody to mow the yard. Okay. And you come and you say, Hey, can you mow my yard for me? And then whenever you expect it to be done, you go and see, and it's not done. And you start going, look, don't you understand? Like the grass has to be mowed and then you got to edge it properly. And we start trying to solve the problem because we think it's a conceptual problem. They don't understand what to do. But let's say that it actually is because the lawnmower is broken. Yeah. Okay. You see how you're causing a new problem now. Right. Yeah. See, I've approached it as a conceptual problem. And how are they feeling with me lecturing them about how to Yeah, not good. They're not happy at all. They're like, look, dude, I don't have any gas. Okay, what about this? I do the same lecture thing. And I'm talking about how to do it. And I'm talking about how to, you know, make the whole thing happen and make sure you fill it up with gas and everything. And I'm going through all this stuff. But the issue is really a relational problem. You didn't pay me last time. Mm-hmm. So they know what to do and they know how to do it. But there's a relational breakdown here. So a lot of times we break rule number one inside a business, which is don't take one problem and turn it into two. That's good. Right. So if I don't discern the kind of problem, I'm probably causing secondary problems. And that's wow. where that's where listening prayer comes in. Huge. Right here at the beginning. Obviously, if probably everybody listening to this has already read our book, Expert Ownership, where we talk to you about the value of our two-page business plan. Page mm-hmm. one has all your typical stuff that it's got on there, tactics, strategies, that kind of stuff. Page two only has two words, listening prayer. What is God speaking to you about your business? And you need to write it down. And, uh, and you do that every single morning. Every single morning mm-hmm. you go to work, but here's where the Lord begins to work and, and God's your business partner. So he wants you to handle your conflict in a way where iron sharpens iron. Yes. Which means he's going to bring things to your mind in listening prayer about relational rifts Yes, because you can't be right with God and wrong with people. Yes. You just can't do it. So he's going to remind you. And in those moments, he's probably going to give you some type of insight into something you said or did mm-hmm. that's going to help you get to that relational piece where... Oh my gosh. So, so summarize that again for note takers right now. It's conceptual. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. It's conceptual, conceptual executional, relational, relational. Okay. So conflicts, a level one conflict, we need to identify whether it's conceptual, executional or relational. And is that with like self-analyzation or is that with like questions or like you lead with, Hey, 
Did yeah. you get a chance or is the lawnmower not working? I mean, sometimes exactly. if I would have gone that route, yeah. I think that my son would have thought I was being sarcastic and that yeah. might have created the conflict. <laughs> right. Well, I think the best question for problem solving is, hey, tell me what happened. So okay. I show up in the yards nut mode. Instead of going into any of the fixing things we're trying to do, explaining it or show them how to use it or berating them or whatever we do, which is really for honest, that's really yeah. just about our own emotional immaturity yes. and needing some kind of emotional resolution. To be like, yeah. I'm so disappointed or I'm so angry, which it's legit, but it's also not really the priority. You know, yes. we need to just take, let that take a backseat. But I think ultimately when we start to address them, it's just the question like, so tell me what, what happened here? What's going on? Even in business, I mean that yeah. that's great. Hey, yeah. Just tell me what's up. Yeah, and inside inside the way we teach to do accountability if you've been on the uh, the webinars or whatnot it is to state the standard. You know, something's not right and you're going to hold someone accountable. Start it off this way. Just state the standard. Then state how they missed it, then ask them, "Hey, so what's going on?" So you're supposed to, you know, all employees are supposed to be here by 8 a.m. That's stating the standard. I saw you come in, it looked like about 8:15. So I stated how they missed it. And then I just go, "Hey, can you tell me about that?" Yeah, what's up? And now okay? I have I can take a breath. I can now receive the information and 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 I can start to actually formulate and hear God. Sometimes we don't hear God because we're too busy acting. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like there's a rhythm to all engagements between people. And if we don't pay attention to the rhythm, we don't get those pauses. And I find that it's in the pauses often where we hear God. Yeah. And if we're not pausing any then we might be having really good principles and have really good ideas, but, but it's not really what's needed now. So we're just applying things kind of blindly instead of following like John five, instead of following where the father's working, I'm just working off godly principles, which is better than working off worldly principles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is, but it's, but there's still more to do. You know? So if I'm only, if I'm only working off principles and I'm not actually following God in the moment, then I've got a little bit more growing to do. And that's Hebrews five. We've got to train that every day. You know, I don't, I don't do it perfectly. Nobody does it perfectly, but the more I can think, Hey, hold on a second. You, you do have a good idea and you might even be right, but wait for me. I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. Okay. I'm waiting. And then it's like, Oh, actually this is a relational issue. This mm. is, they even said it was conceptual. They said, I don't really understand what you want me to do. Right. And how many times are in conflict where someone will say what yeah. they think the problem is. And if we just take it on face value, we might be really missing that they're saying that because they're not really comfortable or because, you know, there's something in the dynamic that doesn't let us see clearly, you know, do you guys ever catch crawdads? Yeah, you know, go of in the course. Creek? And, and of course, you know, you don't grab them by the pinchers, right? David's yeah. never caught crawdads a day in his life. Yeah. He would never even touch <laughs> one. We had a little Creek in our front yard yeah. whenever I, my first flip house I did with my family. Perfect. They perfect. had all these crawdads boys and I loved it. So for the rest of you, folks out there who don't know how to do this or what we're talking about. These are these little, you know, crayfish, crawdad, little miniature lobster looking things that are here in the South and creeks and whatnot. And you put a mason, a mason jar with a lid screwed off in behind them and you go really, really slow. So it doesn't stir up all the dust in the water. Right. And you put it about two or three inches behind the crawdad and then you use your finger or stick to kind of poke it at the, at the front of the crawdad and, and it shoots off backwards right into the jar and you got them. But if you get in there and muck around they're going to be invisible. You can't mm -hmm. see anything in the water. So there's something about that stillness, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big key, you know, when you're solving problems. So that's good. Okay. Yeah. So that's level one. Yeah. Level one. Now talk to us about level two. When I know what to do, now it's time to do it. And that's okay. just an important order. I don't really know what's happening here. So I don't, I shouldn't start acting. So first, let me get the radar on. Let me get the MRI. Let me ask God, pause for a minute, let the water clear. But now I do know, I know it's a certain thing. So 
One of the things to do, I think, in problem solving is to actually ask the question, what would I need to have done in order to cause this problem? Okay, this may not be in the moment with the person, but it may be on reflection. Or if it's a pattern in the business, like, man, my salespeople are always you know, misstating this one part of the thing that we do. And it maybe makes the sale, but it confuses the customer. It makes production have a harder time, whatever it is. And so, you know, you're reflecting on this. So if you were to say, okay, my salespeople are not really giving the right story. Now ask this question. What if I wanted them to give the wrong story? What would I do? I wouldn't talk to them about the product. I wouldn't have the manufacturer come and do demos. I wouldn't have a team meeting where maybe we all role play it and we hear each other sell it. You see, you realize you're doing that. Exactly. (laughs) Reverse engineering, I think, is one of the best ways to solve problems, especially when you you talk it out with someone, because then it's absolutely obvious. Yeah. 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 If I didn't want to really enjoy time with my spouse. Exactly. I would not respond to her texts. I would be short in my response when I'm in person. Exactly. It's, I wouldn't take her to dinner. This can feel a it's little like, magical. Wow, that's when you, you like whatever that problem is, you know, what if I wanted it? And that's, I always feel like, again, it's not happening to us. It's happening for us. Instead mm-hmm. of like, oh, why? even if it's a thing that you might think is like a personal failure, you're like, I am just not good at whatever. Sometimes that's true with problems. I think a lot of people avoid conflict because they don't have a technique, you know, and so they wind up usually defaulting to two different things. They're either way too aggressive or they're way too passive. Mm-hmm. But what we want to be in Christ is we want to be assertive. You know, we want to stand firm. Stand firm is not launching forward, right? And attacking and going on the attack. It's also not like, oh, I'm sure you're right. And I probably just missed it. And golly gee, ah shucks. And then you're losing ground. You're giving up your ground. It's being able to be assertive in the middle to say, hey, this is what's happening. Spent a ton of time in the martial arts and karate and whatnot. And one of the things that matters so much is that when somebody throws a big old kick at you or something, man, you just want to move away from that thing, you know, because it's just like, wow, that's going to like knock all my teeth out. When you get a little bit better, then you're like, well, I can kick harder than you. Mm -hmm. So as soon as they kick, you kick back and you just, you know, demolition derby kind of happening. But when you get much better, as soon as they, you can tell from their body position that they're going to kick, you just move a little bit to the side. You leave a hand out there so they don't know what you're doing, right? You leave a hand out there, it's kind of like your radar, and then you're just going to guide that kick a little bit. You're going to get your fingers out of the way. You're just going to guide it, and then what happens is when they land, you're face-to-face, and they feel so vulnerable. They thought, mm-hmm. I just did the big powerful thing, and everybody runs from this. And this person just moved and they're like, you went right to it. Yes. And there's, and I'm not aggressive and I don't have to beat my chest or do something to them for them to know. Like when you really fight with somebody who's really, really good, you just know when they really could have just rung your bell and didn't, Mm -hmm. and you know, and they know, you know, know, there's some really good respect there. So if we can just stay in the middle when we're problem solving, and one of the ways to do that is to reverse engineer. Yeah, I love that. So it, it to me, it kind of boils down to when we're mastering conflict, if we really want to get in there, we have to lead with the heart, not the head. Yes. I will win 99% of the time. I'm a challenger, Enneagram 8. So I will win 99% of the time, but I've lost. Mm. I've truly lost because mm. I lost the heart. Yeah. So I think like when you talk about, I like that image of, slipping the kick and then getting face to face is almost like okay slipping the the potential for a real relational division there you know even if it did glance you but you're getting close to the heart and saying listen i care about you i I really do and i I, maybe i came off i think i'm coming off this way yeah yeah 
you know, and, and so I've seen this with my, with my kids, especially my wife, Lori, she has trained me. She has really helped me a ton <laughs> with my kids. She's like, you know what? You made a great point right there, but you just lost your daughter's heart. Mm. And I'm like, oh, crap, what am I supposed to do? She goes, you need to go up there and here's what you need to say. Yeah. And I do yes. it like word yes. for word. I'm yes. like rehearsing it as I'm walking upstairs. Yes. But then yeah. I just see, I see when I look her in the eyes and I say, you know what? I'm really sorry. I was a jerk. And I just want you to know I love you and I'm for you. And there's not a man on this planet, not a man on this planet that loves you like I do. Mm. And you got to remember, and then they instantly start to cloud up and then we connect at the heart. That's what they needed. They needed that connection. You got to remember, you know, like interpersonal relationships. uh, I mean, all day long in the marketplace, we're experiencing those things. When it comes to personally how you're handling conflict, you can't match intensity with intensity. Oh, yeah, that's a good Otherwise, one. you have fireworks. Yeah. Mm. So one person has to take the low road. Yeah. You know, or, or I guess you're going to call it the high road, whatever you yeah, want to yeah, call it. Yeah. But one person has to diffuse it by doing what you just said. Yeah. So somebody's going for the kick. Right. If another person tries the kick at the same time, you're going to bash shins. Exactly. It's going to be exactly awful. <laughs> so one of you has to actually calm it. That's yes. where the Bible then comes in a soft answer. That's right. Turns away wrath. That's it. Why? Yeah. Because you're not matching intensity with intensity. Yeah. And that's what yeah. leads to fireworks. And, and this is this is in terms of relational conflict. And he says, now there are conflicts. Yes. Where we got to be like, especially us men as sheepdogs. Like, yes. Oh, no, no, no. You're bringing the, it, the people that want to prey on innocent people yes. or when someone's stealing something in yes. a, at a store or whatever. Yeah. We step in that's right. and we engage. That's right. That's right. Well, that's, I have see, no intention on engaging the heart at that point. Right. Well, because there's a difference between enforcing a boundary and enhancing a relationship. And mm, when, when someone is aggressing a, a boundary, then, well, I'm going to go out there. You know, if you're in your house late at night and someone's breaking and yeah. something's going on out there, you're like, well, you don't just stay in your house and go, well, golly gee, yeah. you know, I hope it's going to be okay. And hope I, I want to go con- out there. I want to offend them by going out there on yeah. my property. I hope I can connect with their heart. Yeah. We're well, not talking about right, that. Right, exactly. We, we had some people trespassing on our property in Colorado and, and they didn't know that they were, but I was, my dog was kind of going crazy. And then the other dogs, we have three dogs, they were kind of going crazy. And I went and looked and I saw these two dudes just like, walking through the woods on our property. And I was like, huh. So right away, I'm going out there, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going out there and, and I get out to the edge of, of, the, of our fence, which is not the edge of the property. I'm like, I'm like, hey guys, what's going on? But I said it like, what's going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? I knew it. And they, they're like, oh, hey, well, we just heard that there's like a creek down here. And I'm like, yep, that's National Forest over there. But right now you're on private property. They're like, oh, oh, yeah, well, we're, we're sorry about that. And, you know, we just thought we, I'm like, okay. But I'm like waiting for them to start heading the other direction. And yeah. they kind of do a little bit. And they're like, hey, this and hey, that. And I'm like, well, where are you guys from? Like, oh, we're from Oklahoma. I'm like, well, they have probably some concept of private property in Oklahoma. <laughs> so it's the same here. Passive aggressive. Oh, <laughs> to boy. Let, to establish that, right? It's like, hey, I'm not upset with you, but you probably should have known better. These guys weren't like 20. Yeah. You know, yeah, they yeah. were like our age and whatnot. And, and again, it's not that I'm going to go run out there and grab them by the collar. But it is also my responsibility oh, to yeah. say Protect the somebody knows and someone's saying something. That's, you know? right. That's good. Yeah. All right. So level three, yeah. which is the design. Yeah, this of is conflict. okay. So this is the one where we're gonna all sweat because this is a tough one. Okay. Peace is not the absence of conflict. Peace is the mastery of conflict. We don't Ooh. want a business with no conflict. We want a business that handles conflict great. 
that is that, that's a repeat social media moment over and over and over and over <laughs> yeah. again. That's excellent. Yeah. See, if we try to have a business with no conflict, then we're going against the scripture about the manger being, you know, if the yeah, oxen yeah. is in yeah. the stall, right? That's right. manger's clean. Yeah. And it's like, no, we need the work of that oxen, which means we're going to have to clean up the stall. Yeah. And if you start thinking, well, my business isn't at peak performance because I've got all these old things to tend to, you haven't really understood that there's, you know, you got a car with a big engine, there's going to be exhaust, right? We, there's going to have to be that. So we don't want no conflict. We want to see that conflict and use it and turn it into a, a growth moment. Yeah, it's good. Um, because if we start going the other way, then we're going to get legalistic. Mm-hmm. I think that's the whole issue of the too far towards the law side of things in, yeah. in, in Christianity is it's all about don't break any laws. But mm-hmm. it's like, well, now you're a frozen person and there's no life, right? You know what I mean? It, it, the law has a purpose right? To lead us to Christ, right? That the whole point is the life that we experience in the body of Christ. So, okay. So if that's true, okay, now a problem has happened and I have identified the type of problem. I now have gone into the action mode to solve the problem. Maybe I use that technique for reverse engineering and some other things we've talked about, but now I'm going to sit back in my office and I'm not just going to go on to the next thing. I'm going to go now, what was the design of that? If I were going to have designed that problem and put it into someone's life, what good would be coming from that? This, this is really the highest level because a lot of times we start looking at this and saying problems are bad. But what if we said, what are problems designed to do? Mm-hmm. What is the big picture? What is this problem accomplishing? Or what is this problem revealing? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in the person, but in, in me. You. Yeah. yeah, And start there as a yeah. leader to go, man, I got really upset about that. Why? What is that triggering? What, where is there a part of my emotional you know, life or my spiritual life that's not quite armored up? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's vulnerable there. There's a, an injury there. There's a weakness. There's something I need to look at. I was really triggered yeah. by what they said or how they acted. Exactly. And a lot of times, well, you guys talk about that in the book, you know, self-awareness. Oh, yeah. Yes. So if I respond to something with no self-awareness and someone goes, man, you're kind of coming off pretty strong just then. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? That's one we want to minimize. Yes. I want to know in the moment, hopefully, I'm coming off strong right now. Let yeah. me dial this back. You know it. Maybe if I'm really doing good, this is a situation where I'm likely to come off too strong. So even before I'm doing it, I'm like, okay, you think it's a five. I want you to approach it like a two right now. And mm-hmm. you were saying this internally. That's only possible when we stop being afraid of problems. And this is yeah. numbers 11. You yeah. know, we're going to go into the promised land and the spies come back. Mm-hmm. They're like, like, there's too many problems. There's, Giants are big. They're yeah. giant problems, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, you know, you're talking about this morning in Bible study, uh, David, you know, uh, uh, and Goliath, you know, like, hey, tell me what what's the reward. And then I'm, I got this guy. I'm going to take this down. That's how we have to see the problem. Instead of a failure, instead of, you know, oh, no, the enemy's attacking us. Oh, no. Well, when you're in battle, you're not like, oh, no, the enemy's attacking us. Because when the enemy attacks us, the enemy reveals his position. Mm, yeah, that's good. That, now I know where you are. Now we had this little phrase we used to use in the army, move out and draw fire. So mm. the three of us are behind a corner. We don't know where the enemy is. We're going to have Jason run across the way. Why? He won't get shot, but he'll get shot at, and then we'll know where the enemy is. Yeah. Now Jason's in cover over there. The three of us are like, now you're going to pay. Yeah. Because yeah. now we know where you are. So just the worldview of... When the problem comes, it's like the tracer fire. It's like, Mm -hmm. now I know where you are. What is this designed for? That is a spiritual practice inside of business. It's like, well, you guys are here and you're making money and serving people. Yes, yes, we are. Yes, we are. But so that 
we're mm. doing that spiritual workout to really see what's there. So discerning the design of a problem is predicated on the idea that it isn't just quote rebellion. If God's really in control of everything, then there's a design for this problem. He has designed this for me. And I'll just be very personal here. He has designed it for me, Eric, to grow up without a dad. Mm, that yeah. I had to work on that. that you know, there was some heavy lifting to go, man, my dad died when my mom was pregnant with me. That's just this terrible tragedy. Well, it is, but boy, you can't stay there. You got to yeah. go, okay, whatever the enemy intended for bad, God can transform into good. And ultimately mm. God intended it for good. And I've got to do the hard work to, to discern the design of this problem. I think I'm a better father mm. because of that gap in my life, because I spent so much time and so much energy going, what does it mean to be a great father? How can I be a great father and, and investing in that? So when I look at a problem or an injury or whatever situation that happens, I don't want to blame people. I don't want to embellish. I don't want to get, you know, up into all of that kind of, you know, fear-based communication. I want to go, okay, this is happening for me. This is not happening to me. Mm. God, what did you design this to do? And then you're right there in, in the moment of listening prayer. That's so good. That's it. Okay. I love Rap, it. Just summarize it for us. The three levels. If we're going to master conflict, there are three levels of conflict. Yep. First thing is a problem identification. I want to know what it is. Second thing is problem solving. I do need to do something about it, but I don't want to be overly aggressive or passive. I want to be assertive. And then the third thing is to ask, what is this designed for? This hmm. is meant for my good, and I'm going to find this good. I'm going to, I'm going to buy the whole field to find yeah. the pearl of great price. And that's, that is a path for how you are going to solve and resolve conflict. And, and actually I should maybe not even say resolve it. You're going to master it. Yeah. It is going to be something good. Now, let me say something because every entrepreneur is a youpreneur and most every entrepreneur that, that, that at least is a part of our community, they're, they're either married or they want to get married. Um, and there is a time in your relationship with your spouse that you're supposed to set aside the conflict and work on good marriage habits to heal relational wounds before you actually get into some of the conflict solve, that you solve can, the problem. It's, I'll give you an, I'll give you an example. Lundy, my daughter, when she messed her eye up, they needed to have surgery, but the doctor said we can't have surgery while she's got all the swelling. Oh, so yep. her body needs to heal itself and then yep. she can come back in and we'll fix it. So in marriage, we, we kind of have to do something that's a little counterintuitive that when we experience conflict, sometimes it's really important for you set that aside yes. and agree for a week. Yes. We're not going to talk about this specific thing. I mean, unless it's an artery right, type right. deal, <laughs> right. Yeah, know, right, right, something right. that's literally, you know, you're bleeding out. You set it aside and work on good marriage habits and get reconnected again. Yes. It's like, okay, we're going to set this aside. Next Sunday at two, we're going to go on a date. We're going to talk about this. But until then, hey, you want to watch a movie? Yeah. And and so long as you both know we're going to come back to it. That's right. You're healing and you're getting more and more connected and after about a week or 2 weeks, mm. I promise you, you're going to be able to handle that so much that better. issue without the explosiveness. That's good. That's a free okay. piece of advice, by the way. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay, we're going to do own it or loan it, Eric, and I'm going to start with you and I already know where Jason's going to say about this. Own it or loan it, 5-inch inseam shorts for dudes. Five inch. Wait, wait. I don't even get that. Oh, that's a. That's, I can't even say loan chubby? it fast enough. <laughs> you talking chubbies, dude? Well, you know you got. So it was back in the day. It was nine inch, nine inch or longer is was the the acceptable dude short. Then it dropped to seven inch, and now today, according to all my sons and all these other dudes, you got to go five inches. No, loan it. Well, I, like, I'm like, why that's try John to, McEnroe. Why try it to be? 
Yeah. Why try to be something? Like, dude, we're in our Who was the dude that w- used to wear those really short shorts? Richard Simmons oh, with no. the afro. Oh, oh the ja- jazzercise. So, so it's homeboy it's wore leg warmers. John McEnroe <laughs> and Richard Simmons, five-inch inseams. No. But we were walking no. out of Bible study, and my buddy's like, hey, man, your shorts are too long. I'm like, dude, they're seven-inch inseams. He's like, man, you got to go with five. No, I'm like, man, I am no. probably 47 I mean, next month. The average kilt length is, at, what, 20 inches? <laughs> Let's go back to that. <laughs> yeah. Let's, I will go with the kilt okay, before sorry, five. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I just stepped on a landmine here. <laughs> hey, listen, subscribe, rate, review. Give us a little love out there on whatever platform that you're listening to this podcast. Share it with your friends. Join us at expertownership.com if you want to get some coaching. We do a lot of coaching, and it's been awesome, and this community is growing like crazy. Become an expert owner. In the meantime, always choose impact over income, but if you can get both, that's even better. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Peace. I've been really, really feeling it. Got to bust a move, watch out, let me get it.